Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, and we're back after yeah. uh, after some weeks off. And you know what? Not only has it been weeks off from Riverdale, I haven't seen you in weeks. Like it's been weeks off of, <laughs> of socializing, of, of, of social time. Um, I I mean we saw we saw Black Panther together. Yeah, but that was weeks ago. Was that weeks ago? Yes. We went on a, I think that was last week. That was not last week. Was it not last week? No, last week is when I went to go see The Greatest Showman with Mom, and you had a uh, meeting with that guy who wants to join an MLM. Mm, right, yes. Uh, Our lives are so exciting. Mm, very exciting. Mm. It, we live such exciting lives. You know, I was, like, not looking forward to coming back. I was dreading <laughs> having to watch Riverdale today. It. Oh, man. Riverdale just, like, it, it just, it, it takes it out of you. Well, when you think about it, you're like, this is not a good show. Why am I spending time watching this show? But then you watch it, and you have such delight in the show. Yeah. That you realize it is a good show. It's a beautiful, glorious trash. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> they take all these hiatuses, and that is a big... Like, man, there's a risk for them, because yeah. I, I don't know how many people are like, all right, well, you ended this on this really weird note. I guess I should remember to come back in two weeks. Maybe. Like, what are four I, weeks. They were gone for four weeks. Right. So many weeks. I feel like there... Is there audience... Like, what is their audience retention after those things? Well, I know. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean, like, audience like retention as in memory oh, retention. Oh, but, like, people I who mean, get distracted by other stuff. Yeah, people who don't, who don't come back to watch more of it. Well, you know, in this world of PVR, though, and, like, digital streaming, yeah. it just pops up and it tells you. It's like, hey, Riverdale's here. You yeah. don't have to think about it. You don't have to know when it's coming back. It's not must-see TV. Because you'll watch it when it pops up in your feed. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, eventually, there's other things that popped up at that time. That's true. I mean, I do have, I was talking about this earlier, I have five days and 11 hours worth of podcasts to listen to. Yeah. And stuff pops up on my feed, and sometimes I try to listen through chronologically, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I just need to listen to a lot of Greatest Generation. Yeah. (laughs) just need to listen to some Star Trek recaps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this isn't a Star Trek recap. This This is is a Riverdale recap. Yay! So let's, uh, let's do that. Let's do that thing. This is season two, episode 14, The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. Which, sidebar, my most favorite, most terrifying horror movie, even though it's not that good. It's so scary. Yeah, and I guess... There's a reference to it in this? There's not. There is a decided lack of mutant rapists in this episode, and that's what The Hills Have Eyes is about. Yeah, I, well, I think also there's also, like, uh, whatever. We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> so, it starts out, and I'm reminded once again that Jughead knows what's going on. Even though maybe he shouldn't. There's this real balance between, is Jughead writing this now or is Jughead writing this in, in the far future? Because some things he definitely does not know now. But in the pilot, he is writing this book right now. Yes. And in this episode, he talks about how their weekend at the lake will be a great time to catch up on his writing. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to write about that murder that happened. Which means the Jughead doesn't know how to take a trip with friends. <laughs> None of them really do. That's Speaking true. of murder... Um, Betty's not real. I don't know how perturbed she is about the murder. She's mostly just perturbed by Cheek in general. Yeah, Chick just hangs out in her house staring at her. And <laughs> no matter where he is. Yeah, he takes a shower. Apparently they each have their own bathroom, which... Okay, so Archie's house is so small that he and Jughead had to share a room. But <laughs> Betty's house, which is right 
somewhere somewhere is big enough that they each have their own bathroom. Yeah. The Sheik uses her shower and Betty's like, ugh. And then it's very like brother and sister. <laughs> and he's like, you have better water pressure. Except for the weird like murder overt- undertones. Not overtones. Undertones. <laughs> undertones. I'm just going to say I follow Heart Dent. Heart Dent? Heart Denton? Heart is That's the, the person... actor who plays Sheik. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it is not Mystery Franco. <laughs> I mean, Chick. Why do we keep calling him Sheik? His name is Chick. No, no, his name's Colin. Uh... Anyway, Cameron. I follow the actor who plays Cameron yeah. on Instagram on the Moa Instagram, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And uh, his Instagrams are also a little creepy and scary. <laughs> Maybe he just got, he's he's just going whole like you know all in. Maybe he's a method actor. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Betty's upset as she, and it's so weird. I mean, I'm constantly reminded of how much Betty wanted this. I know she really wanted but, Corey to no, move to into fair, that house. She didn't want this, and I'm not saying that she deserves this. She just wanted a nice, fun brother. But the turnaround is so fast. We're being like we. Hey, getting mad at her dad? He belongs in this house. He should be in this house. And then... <laughs> now she's like, why is he in this house? No, Hal is gone. <laughs> Hal, the one who was right. <laughs> I mean, Hal is always right. Hal's just always over the top and mean. You know what? That's a good point. Hal has consistently been right about almost everything. He just does it in the worst way possible. Yeah, he's just cons- he's consistently right, but consistently a dick about it. So I no feel, one listens to him. I feel like he'd be he'd be someone who'd be like, um, we gotta save the environment. So he burns down like I don't know buildings. <laughs> Yeah. If there's less buildings, there's less pollution. There's more environment. Yeah. We're like, no, no, right idea, wrong way. You're taking it too far. Uh, um, we also got to Cheryl. Cheryl's still upset at her mom. And her mom is still upset with Cheryl. Because Cheryl broke... I mean, her mom actually really might have had feelings for Hal. I think so. Yeah. But then she accuses Cheryl of two things. Being a monster who doesn't know how to love, yeah. which, like, whose fault is that, Mama Blossom? <laughs> who didn't teach their child to love? Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Also accuses her of being anorexic. Which I thought, like, are the, are, is this going to be an episode about anorexia? Because this is a weird way to bring it up. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't. It was just, I guess, an insult about how she's too skinny? And insult. Okay, guys? Guys? Don't use anorexia as an insult. <laughs> I mean, too far, we learned so much about how Mama Blossom's a monster. Um, but it seems like this sequence of insults is just her playing, like... Uh, insult a, roulette? A very mean Mad Libs. Where she's just like, here's a string of words. She does say a string of words at Cheryl, mm-hmm. and then Cheryl stares at her. But now it's time to set up the uh, main story. The A-plot, if you will. The dumbest A-plot... So, Mr. and Mrs. Lodge were going to go to the cabin. But now they're not. Which means, I guess, hey, the cabin was expecting us. Someone has to go. So they think that Archie and Veronica should go. Yeah. Because you should definitely send 15-year-olds away on a romantic weekend by themselves. This comes right on the heels of... Of uh, Hermione Lodge, who does not appear in this episode, by the way. At all. Um, but Hermione Lodge doing her whole, like, welcome to the mafia thing. And then Hart got to, do you want to go to our, our like, lakeside cabin? It's a test. <laughs> if I were Archie, I would be like, I don't think test. it is. But I don't think it is either. I think they forgot that storyline. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so they're like, 
You know, you're going to go out there. We're going to set Andre as well. And he's going to chaperone. He's going to cock block. And then Veronica's like, no, we're teens. And then Hiram, who always is just like on the ball, is just like, all right, fine. How about Betty and Jughead? They seem like they might cock block some stuff. <laughs> and Veronica's like, great. I like friends. I hate Andre. Bye. <laughs> and then Hiram's like, the real reason I want her to leave town is yeah. the mob families are coming. Yeah, he brings Archie into his room. Archie's deeper in the in this um family business than Veronica is. It's because Archie has cool. <laughs> Veronica, no they cool. Just, it was just they just straight up lied to Veronica because they're like, of course, Veronica, we'll tell you everything. They did not. They tell her nothing. Like, I, what did they tell her in that scene where they're like, we're gonna tell you everything? They didn't tell. She knows nothing. I mean, she might know what the plot is, but we don't know what the plot is. <laughs> Archie doesn't know what the plot is. Archie does not. Archie <laughs> might know what the plot is, and he just doesn't remember he was told. They're parsing out this information, like, all right, we'll tell this bit to Veronica, we'll tell this bit to the mayor, and this bit goes to Archie. And you know what? This one goes to Jughead, just for fun. And we're doing none of it on camera, so the audience knows nothing. <laughs> Good luck trying to solve the mis- this mystery, there dummies. Are, yeah, there are so many close-ups on Hiram in this episode, it's... Anyway, so he's meeting with the New York families, because let's not forget, this is the mafia. The New York mafia. Well, no, the meeting with the New York families. Oh, that's true. He has families from all over. Yes, I guess he's the Riverdale <laughs> mafia. <laughs> and Archie's the other family. <laughs> he's like, alright, I am sending Andre out, by the way. He's gonna be there, but I'm telling you... <laughs> But you'll never see him. And I'm like, why do you have to tell Archie that Andre's going to be there and then? I, I don't know what Mark Consuelas, not Hiram, Mark Consuelas, that is the actor, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing in this scene, but it's, he's looking at Archie at this weird, like, almost the rock, like, cocking one eyebrow and looking at Archie through one, like, his squinty eye also. Like, he just realized who Archie was. Like, as he's telling him, all right, I'm going to, you're going to, we're going to send Andre up there, and you can't tell Veronica. I got to trust you with this. Oh, God, this kid is 16 years old. What am I doing? I I can't stop now, though. Hermione said he was a part of the family, and I just went with it. (laughs) Hermione went rogue. (laughs) Did some weird cliff thing. No, I'm stuck. No, I'm stuck. Why is Hiram doing this and not Hermione? I thought what we learned in that episode was that Hermione was like, the big bad queen. No, she's just was the one who was doing that, I guess. Hermione's too busy meeting with the New York families. <laughs> and Hiram has to deal with the kids. <sighs> anyway. So then we have a short scene wherein Jughead is still mad about the trailer park. Yeah, we, we, we essentially get re-upped on the fact that, like, uh, uh, FP's, like, looking for a place to move. And Jughead's like, I don't want to move. <laughs> and he's like well we're evicted because we don't pay rent let's be clear Jughead doesn't want to move to this new place because it's worse than his current place he says there's being on the other side of the tracks and there's being on the tracks yes so is Jughead shaming this place like no (laughs) that place is too poor (laughs) we can't be that poor because if he's he's like you know pushback is like well we can't go to the Pembroke like I mean Archie lives in a, a small, small house? I mean, if there's, anything Maybe? We, if there's anything we learn about the structure of this town, you're going to have a small house right next to, like, an upper middle class house. Yes. They're, like, lower middle class and upper middle class? Yeah, they're the same. They're just hanging out in the same area. This town doesn't have neighborhoods. <laughs> except for the south side. Except for the south side. <laughs> they have two neighborhoods. The south side and not the south side. <laughs> then we have Moose, who has recovered re- remarkably from being shot twice. <laughs> yeah, Moose is back. He's got no limp. Don't know how far this is from the the past. How long has it been? Because la- remember last time Archie was on the uh, 
I mean, she cannot have been there for that long. This cannot be months later. Okay, someone needs to have a baby. Because we can track <laughs> the passage, passage of time by the progression of the pregnancy. Mm, yeah, that's good. Yes, that's good. That's, why, that's a good reason to have a baby. The best reason. Uh, but Kevin wants to go see. He just says a coming out um, rom-com. rom-com uh, and he's going to invite Moose to it. But Moose is already going with Midge. To be, I mean, everyone's going to this movie, as we'll, start, as yes. we'll learn. Uh, but yeah, Moose is going with Midge. And then Moose is like, well, come with us. And Kevin's like, no. And then he's like, it's cool. Midge knows. But what <laughs> does Midge know, Moose? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is going? What? And Dude, Kevin realizes how weird this yes. is. And this question is never answered. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's like, yeah. You know what? Not. And then something that shocked me happened. I screamed it at Aaron. Moose turns and the scene slides into the next scene. Because like, Moose walks into the yeah, lounge. We follow Moose. He goes past Archie. They give a little fist bump. And it's the next scene. It's a transition. The show has never had a transition. Like, it it would have just been a, it should have just been a hard cut to the next scene. But they actually did something cool. It was someone new was directing and it's great. Yeah. So, Veronica invites the kids to the lake. Yes. Jughead thinks he'll work on his book. <laughs> Jughead's bad. Then Cheryl invites herself. Yeah, Cheryl's like, you're going to the lake? I want to go to the lake. <laughs> and why, why? Like, Cheryl, I understand you want to get out of your, your whorehouse, let's be clear. And you're very lonely. And you're very lonely, as we learn in this episode. But you don't like these people. What, what made you, what? You have friends. We just rewatched the first episode. What are what all your cheerleading friends? Yeah. Are are they all gone now? That Have you... they all abandoned you, you now that you chaotic burned your house down? <laughs> I guess. But somehow she thinks that, like, the, like <laughs> look, sh- I, I feel like their their cut down should have been, like, look, Cheryl. You hate us. You hate, yeah, you don't like us. I mean, we'll have, you know, fun, momentary, like, uh, pe- like uh, uh, ceasefires, which, you know, are always kind of cool. But you actively work against us. Yeah. What about Josie? What would your... Best friend, Josie. What happened to that? <laughs> she forgot. She, it was too long ago. I forgot. What? To yeah. Be honest. No, wait, you know what? Actually, Cheryl, what about your creepy stalker crush, Josie? Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in love with Josie. Yeah. She, she was the one who... Um, put, Did the drawing. Yeah. And, like, freaked her out. And they thought that um, it was actually uh, Clayton. That's right. Mm. And they also thought it was the janitor. Um, no, they never thought. Well, no, we thought it was the janitor. Oh, we thought it was the janitor. They set it up to be the janitor. Right. But in fact, it was Cheryl. Right. And that's... Uh, that happened I don't some th- time ago. Well, it happened in the triple episode. Yeah, but when was that? Oh, so long ago. So long ago. <laughs> I yeah, don't even remember. I don't know if that's going to get picked up on again. And anyway, Cheryl both has many friends and no friends. Yep. Uh, so she can't go on the trip. Yeah. Because it's a romantic trip. Well, also, why? Yeah. Then we have a weird short scene where Jughead wants to aggressively investigate Veronica because he's getting nowhere with Hiram. Yeah, little does he know that Archie... (laughs) All you have to do is be like, hey, Archie, you know anything about the mob? And Archie would be like, I know so many things. I mean, Jughead doesn't know about the mob. I mean, not yet. He will in the future, I guess. I guess Jughead would just have to be like, Archie... You notice anything weird about Hiram? <laughs> and then she's like, oh my god, he's in the mob, and now I'm in the mob. <laughs> oh no, I was supposed to tell you. Oh. I thought the FBI was trying to do stuff with me, but it wasn't the FBI, it was still the mob. <laughs> it wasn't the FBI. It's only the mob. He never showed me his badge, I assumed. <laughs> I trusted what he said. You said I'm in the FBI. 
And I'm like, why would you lie about that? Which I see was the same way he got to talk to his dad. His dad did so much work. I know. His dad, his dad was like, I got to find all these forms. I have to prove I didn't accidentally hire Canadians. And then he calls the FBI and is like, "What? you, you know, you asked me for this. Look, I'm sending you documentation of all of my workers. I feel like then... then Did so he th- just th- mail it? Then he calls the FBI. He's like, no, an FBI agent came here and told me to do this. They're like, no one did. And then the FBI's like, there's a fake FBI agent. And then they come to Riverdale. And, and then they start the to, house of cards falls then down. Then the actual FBI's there because, <laughs> because Hermione had a <laughs> dumb plan. I... Season finale. Make it happen. Come on, Riverdale. We Nailed know you listen it. to us. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I laughed so hard. I'm dying. Uh, Betty also tells Jughead about how she's freaked out by Sheik. Yeah, she also tells him not to investigate. <laughs> yeah, like, don't investigate my best friend. And he's like, I'll think about it. Can we have a fun weekend, maybe? Hmm. I'll think about it. Um. So then Sheik, Chick, Chick, Cameron, Corey... Colin yep. threatens Jughead. <laughs> yeah, he teleports in next to him. And it, hey, he is working at Bijou Theater. So great, he got the job. Good, good. He's not just been hanging around unemployed. <laughs> so that's good. But he stares at Jughead and Jughead and <laughs> just Jughead's stares like, at him. Hey, you're Betty's brother. Nice to meet you. And then he stares at him some more. He's like, and then Jughead's like, you like your job? Stares at him some more. And then he's like, I, I know the thing that went on. And then she's just like, if you tell anyone... I'll hurt everybody. And Jughead's like, whoa, I disposed of the body. I'm not telling anyone. I'm complicit. Who am I going to tell? What the hell? You have not had a good history of crime, have you? The thing you need to know is don't turn against the people you're working with. Sheik is having the problem that he also kind of feels incompetent. He is incompetent. Yeah, like, there. I have not met a good criminal in this. <laughs> like, I'm going to give the Lodges the benefit of the doubt because they made a whole lot of money. I feel like the Lodges have a long con, but the show has not given us a good insight to what they're actually doing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they get to the Lodge Lodge. The Lodge Lodge. The Veronica Lodge. has flowers. Yeah. Did you notice where she got them from? Because I didn't. No. She I guess walks out of the... <laughs> out of the limo with a bouquet. She bought herself some flowers, Aaron. I thought that maybe Andre gave them to her and I was looking down. No, sometimes sometimes you buy yourself some flowers. Great. Anyway, they go into the house. Um, Andre, Archie <laughs> is juggling all of the bags. Not As he juggles them, Andre's like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. Just, hey, you you remember you remember the thing? And Archie's like, yeah, I remember the thing. I'd like, just want to make sure you remember the thing. Archie... Andre wants to hang out with Archie so badly. I know. Andre's like, hey, you want to go? Like, We can get like a beer after this, man. Archie's like, I'm 15. I don't know. I can get you a beer, man. No, I'll give you a fake ID. He'll be hey, fine. Hey, there's, there's that um, coming out rom-com in the city. Do you want to go? We can go see that together. That'll be fun. We can just hang out in the woods and we drink just, some beer. Yeah, we can just, do, yeah, we just hang out. Do you want to hang out sometime, man? There's a hot tub out back. We're going to hang out in the hot tub, man? <laughs> when everyone's asleep. Come on. Let's just hang out. All right. Tell you, Archie, when everyone goes to sleep, you come outside. We'll hang out in the hot tub. I'll be waiting. Don't make don't keep me waiting, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Archie's just confused. What? But he does see a gun on Andre, <laughs> which makes him shocked. Andre shows him the gun. Well, no, no, he just lifts his, oh, his arm right. and the gun's right there. And Archie's like, a gun? Like he just forgot he entered the mafia. He's so dumb. <laughs> the mafia has guns? What? What? Oh, no. 
I think he was actually shocked because there was a gun there, which... which I'd also be shocked yeah. if someone was just casually carrying a gun. Yeah, even if I'm like, this person probably has a gun, and they see the gun and be like, oh, that's a gun! But that's because we're Canadian and we never see guns. <laughs> Archie's also Canadian and never sees guns. <laughs> that's fair. His dad is Luke Perry. Yeah. Luke Perry's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know! Do you know? I know. Uh, and then Cheryl... Calls, calls Jughead! Which... Raised so many questions. This is the one thing the show's always had where everybody knows everybody else's number. Why does Cheryl have Jughead's number? Maybe they did a school project together once. <laughs> that was no, Yeah, that seems likely. I'll give yeah. you that. Um, so Cheryl calls Jughead and does Cheryl stuff. You guys can guess. Yeah, she's like, hey, Jughead. Uh, Betty and Archie kissed. Looks like they really kissed. Deal with that. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, God. <laughs> and then for some reason, the crowd comes out behind Jughead. Because when your friend's on the phone, you go out to see what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you don't on. give them privacy. Anyway, and then Jughead immediately turns. I thought it was going to be like a thing where they're going to be like, oh, he's going to keep it a secret. He's gonna... No, he just turns around and immediately is like, hey, Cheryl just called me and told me that you guys, you guys kissed? kissed each other. Then credits. And then credits. Then. We yeah. re-see the end of the Cheryl scene. Mm-hmm. Because now we're following Cheryl along. Yeah. Someone's getting very innovative with this episode. Yeah, yeah. Tony comes in. Yeah, Tony and, was in the ba- in the bathroom. And Tony's like, what? What did you just... Tony, <laughs> Tony, there's a lot of, like, self-referential stuff in this. And Tony, like, looks at Cheryl and goes, why did you do that? And Cheryl's like, uh, I'm Cheryl Blossom. I don't need a reason to do things. I just do them. I'm chaotic neutral. You, <laughs> That's my you alignment. Haven't, you haven't learned that you, yet. You haven't met me. I'm insane. And then she just, like, tears the faucet off the wall. And walks out. Crazy. <laughs> then she unfurls her wings and opens her mouth and locusts fly out of her mouth. And Tony is already in love with her. Oh, yeah. Tony hits on her hard. Tony she touches. Lo- by that means she touches her on the arm. But Tony loves the chaos. Mm, yes. And, Cher- mm. I mean, and Cheryl's appalled by being touched. Yeah, she can't handle that. Yeah, which, I mean, honestly makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. The most realistic thing about her character. Um, So I guess Archie told Veronica about the kiss. Yeah, Archie. Uh, we which... don't remember this. <laughs> hey, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Hey, listeners. So uh, let us know if there's something we missed. Yeah, tell us when Archie and Veronica talked about the kiss. Yeah. Did that happen? Did we forget? Was it, oh, was it when Cheryl tried to blackmail Archie? Um, and he Cheryl, was like, nope. Yeah, Cheryl did try to blackmail Archie. Did he tell Veronica, or was he just like, I can't be blackmailed, for I am robot? <laughs> what, what did, how did that blackmail end up? Because he, like, turned it around on her, didn't he? And it wasn't good blackmail. No, it was bad blackmail. I can't remember why she blackmailed him. Why did this happen? Why did anything happen? I guess Guys, he, what is this show? I guess he did tell her. Maybe? Veronica didn't tell Betty that she knew? Because you think... Veronica and Betty would have talked about it, like, immediately. Veronica gets so upset about secrets, but she does not want to tell anyone anything. I know. She gets so, like, personally hurt that people lie to her. Or don't tell her things. But she constantly lies to people. Or keeps secrets. Or keeps secrets. She's in a secret crime family. (laughs) You lied. no one knew about. You lied to me? I'm part of the mafia, and I think that's bad. Ugh. Ugh. Then they have sex, and I wondered if Andre was watching from behind a painting. And I still wonder <laughs> if get he's watching. the Scooby Doo <laughs> yes. eyes? No, we learn where he is, and it's dumb. Um, meanwhile, we go to Jack and Betty, and they're also pretty chill. 
Yeah, he's mostly mad because Betty was deceptive. Yeah. And also, he also admits, like, like look, of course, he's just third rail, which is a saying I haven't really heard. Third rail is the um, rail on the subway that you don't want to touch because it's one that has the electricity. No, no, I understand that. I don't know oh. why he asked if he's the third rail. Yeah, if, well, Archie's the thing that would set him off. I guess. I guess. Um, but uh, he, he, Jughead does say, your bedroom windows are right across me, from each other. And me and Aaron were both like, but how far? Yeah, where are these houses to each other? I want Jughead to be like, I, you, you, you live right across the street from him. <laughs> Give us something. You live diagonally across the street from him. One of you lives at 14 and the other one lives across the street at, at uh, gives me 15. Just get, throw us a bone. <laughs> I want Jughead to explain the geography of River. He brings up that, like, a par- amusement park map when he was talking to the mayor. Uh, he loves geography. Yeah, why did he, he loves circling things on maps. Give, he should have pulled out a map <laughs> and been like, you live here. He lives here. <laughs> And the trailer park is here. <laughs> and, and, the, uh, and the outside movie theater was here. And here's the Pembroke. See how far away Veronica and I are? Oh, it makes a pentagram. And in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> it's the high school. The hell about is under the high school. And they just runs off into the woods. <laughs> and then Sarah Michelle Gellar guest stars as a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, not the other option they have. <laughs> Where Sarah Michelle Gellar <laughs> guest stars as a 16 year old. <laughs> I'm 16. No, you're no. not. <laughs> I mean, the show thus far has been okay at casting teenagers who look vaguely teenage. Yeah, it's been good. Except for Archie, who is the most teenage. But he is a teen. He's 19. Well, he's probably 20 now, That's I think. True. <laughs> oh, anyway. man. Anyway. They overhear the sex and get this fun little improv scene. But it's, I feel like it's it it's probably it's, the best scene in this episode. Yeah, it's way too natural to not be improv. Yeah, yeah, because like, are they? Is that how they deal with problems? Do they ever just like talk to each other? And I'm like, no, they don't. Ever they, when anything bad goes wrong, they just kiss. It's a good way to deal with problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then they drink. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Jughead tries to turn into an interrogation. For Veronica. And Veronica is not into it. Well, Veronica doesn't... I don't think... I don't know if she realizes it. You, you don't think that she catches on? I do I think not. she catches on as amused. I do not think she catches on. Because what she goes to, and I honestly believe she believes this, is that when... Because Betty and Jughead start being mm-hmm. like, Jughead, stop interrogating my best friend. And he's like, I gotta figure out this thing. Oh, and then she's like, you're mad about the kiss. <laughs> yeah, and, and me and I are like, no, Veronica, no. Look, I know you're <laughs> upset about the kiss, but it's just a kiss. This kiss, the habit was a kiss, and it's a kiss, and you don't have to worry about this kiss. Yeah, these two kiss each other, and we have to can never forget that these two kiss each other. Anyway, I have an idea. The idea is hot tub. The idea is they go to the hot tub. The hot tub's really far away. Oh, down yeah. Ahead. There's a pool and a hot tub, and it's real far away. It's a grotto. It's beautiful. Yeah, but... I, it's beautiful, but far away. Like, a bear's going to get you between that walk. <laughs> well, not when you have jalapeno margaritas, which is the weird drink choice they're drinking. Mm, yeah. I... That's a weird choice for winter in yeah. a cabin. Yeah, it's a... It's like a beach drink. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's... it's like... Anyway, they go to the hot tub, and then Veronica continues to just make things worse. So, we could talk in circles around this, but ultimately, she demands... Yeah. That she kissed Jughead. Yeah. And Jughead wants to, I guess, mess with Betty. He's like, yeah, you know what? Fine. Betty, you're being a jerk. I'll kiss her. Or also he wants to mess with Archie. Who knows? I don't think he, he never looks at Archie. But then later he's like, oh, was it worth it for the look on Archie's face? I mean, he's lying. 
Yeah. Yeah. He he's because he he says that line as well. Like, 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 yeah, you know, doing it to mess with Archie, not to mess with you know his girlfriend <laughs> who he's talking to at that moment. Yeah, when he's like, yeah, you know, I kiss your best friend to mess with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Jughead. Uh, we did not watch the trailers for this episode because we don't watch trailers. Yeah, but I feel like that kiss was in there. Yep. Or like bo- just before they kissed. Yeah, like really built up to it. Like. Yeah. You anyway, tell us. Anyway, they kiss. I do not know what Veronica is thinking of prompting this. Does she legitimately think this will fix the situation? Has she done this before? Is she just drunk? <laughs> so many questions. I feel like, like, look, I understand. <laughs> look, yes, I, I kissed your boyfriend. I said, you're set. Here's what we're going to do instead. My boyfriend's going to kiss you. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> everyone kisses everyone. Everyone kisses everyone. Everyone kisses everyone. And we'll all be happy. Which is essentially what Betty says to Jughead, that everyone's kissed everyone, except for him and Archie. Yeah, that's foreshadowing. I'm, up, I'm, I'm upset about that. Me too. Uh, but more importantly in that scene... <laughs> Betty brings her torture gear. Why? Why did she bring it? <laughs> because she planned for this, Aaron. <laughs> she told Cheryl to tell Jughead about the kiss. No, I think she just planned for this. Did she just know that Jughead was going to get mad about something? No, I think she just. I think she's just like, look, at some point we're gonna we're gonna be having sex, and I'm gonna go dark because that's hot. Oh, Betty. All I could think about is how that's, her, that's the gear she wears to almost drown. <laughs> And this is like that's my sexy clothes. Like that's a killing clothes. Do you think she's still wearing doing her uh, cam girl stuff? No, no, it was, that was for thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, I think. so, I feel too. like that plot's been dropped. I think they forgot about it. I mean, once, it might come back once they realize. Well, yeah, chick will use it to blackmail her. Things come back like four episodes later, like a season and later, it's like, like weird times. Yeah. I understand that you can't, not every single episode can deal with every single thing. I think the problem is that this show tries too much. It's like, oh, Betty's worried about Sheik, but also Betty is cam girling, but also all this other stuff that's going on with one character. Also, darkness reigns. Yeah, yeah. Also, over the city. Yeah, also, yeah, also that thing. Also, maybe the Black Hood's dead. Maybe he's alive. There are photos being taken of Archie kissing Veronica. Is that the Black Hood or is that the Mafia? I don't know. Or was that the real FBI? Or was that the real FBI who was in town as well? Hey, what's going on with Luke Perry Andrews? <laughs> Hold on. So when Archie was approached by the fake FBI, the real FBI was like, that's a fake FBI agent. And they're like, yeah, he's not going to believe that guy, right? And then they watched him believe it. Oh, my God. <laughs> when do we step in? This child's an idiot. He's a kid. All right, let's just let, let's let this go a little bit further. I'm interested. Meanwhile, Archie's doing some rage push-ups. Oh, yeah. We cut away from <laughs> Betty and Jughead about to have, let's let's be honest, BDSM sex. Um, <laughs> to Veronica sitting in bed wearing her old lady glasses and Archie just doing push-ups at the foot of the bed. And she's kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm kind of like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, getting ready. Oh, come on. <laughs> not well explained i feel like archie is a guy to guy to do push-ups before and after sex it's his routine <laughs> gotta get gotta get ready for sex someone told him that push-ups make you better for sex <laughs> like really sculpt oh he is sure he is shirtless by the way oh yeah of course he is of course he is in any scene where he doesn't have to wear a shirt he is shirtless he does not wear a shirt he does not wear a shirt that boy hates shirts <laughs> anyway then they overhear Jughead yeah. and Betty having sex Turn and they have some batter yeah. and 
They have some batter. There's some batter. I meant banter. No, you nailed it. Perfect. Uh, and then the morning happens, and Veronica walks out onto the foggy, foggy porch. Because it's Vancouver. Because it's, it's clearly Vancouver. And Archie's chopping some wood. <laughs> yeah, Archie's like doing um, Captain America in uh, in the Avengers, <laughs> where he's just rage chopping wood. <laughs> he's got the white shirt on. He's got it, and he's angry. Yeah, he's mad about. I don't think they even need wood. I think he's just out there chopping wood. Because he's like, I already did so many push-ups. No. What is Archie mad about? Dude, I almost... I, he's mad about the kiss. <laughs> he's no, so dumb. No, he, no, he no, is. No, I know he That's is, why he but... did the push-ups. And also, his feelings don't matter. Let's be clear. Because that means he gets, gets shunted aside. The, they disappear out. ASAP. I'm mostly impressed that Veronica didn't look down. And he was in the woods doing push-ups shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, there he is doing shirtless. It is. I, I wanted a montage where she walks around the house and he's just doing push-ups in different areas. <laughs> just getting ready for breakfast. Gotta do my daily routine. But that's not what we get. Instead, no. we get Archie getting a text message from his new BBF, Andre. Yo, man, you up? And he texts back, new phone, who dis? It's Andre. You didn't go into the hot tub last night. I did. <laughs> you won't believe what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> click through to find out. <laughs> so, not, so Andre is clickbaiting Archie. There was, except for instead of click through to find out, it's come into the woods to find out. So Archie does. Yeah, and Veronica sees this. And follows. And surprise, surprise, Andre and Archie are just having, I guess, a random conversation. <laughs> They're just touching base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you get laid last night. I don't want to talk to you about this. Andre, we're not friends. Andre, you're an adult. You're a grown man. Yeah, man, I bet so. Yeah, it's cool. You you you, you, you get that beer. You still want to get that beer? It's like 10 a.m. I do not. I've already been drinking, man. Come on. What do you think I've been doing? I've been hiding out in foggy woods all night watching teenagers. What else am I going to do but drink? I have to drink to numb the pain. <laughs> Come num- numb your pain, Archie. I saw that kiss between Jughead and Veronica. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> Still my girlfriend. And she's 16. <laughs> and your employer's daughter. But then Veronica walks in. So Andre does not have to explain himself. <laughs> and he never does. Why does no. he call Archie? What's his mean? He's just being like, what did you do last night? Yeah, what's the purpose of this? Yeah, and, and to... I mean, I guess Veronica throws a lantern on it by being like, you're the worst, like, bodyguard. I believe she says he's the worst spy. Yeah, he is the worst spy. (laughs) He is a very bad spy. really bad. Don't don't text the people that... (laughs) Don't text the people you're spying on to come meet you. But then she's like, go, leave. And he's just like, all right. And he just walks into the foggy forest. (laughs) And now she's There's no car anywhere nearby. (laughs) And they're just in the middle of the woods. He just walks <laughs> off into the forest somewhere. Maybe there's a secret house in the middle of the woods, and that's where he's staying. <laughs> the second lodge lodge. Yeah. The lodge lodge lodge, if you will. <laughs> but then Veronica is upset because Archie knew, and she needs to be upset at this. So she and Betty are going into town, and the boys can't come. Yeah. Hmm. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight. Um, guys, winter is finally gone. I have exclusively tweeted about snowpocalypses during our break. Well, I mean, 
Don't don't speak too I soon. I did just jinx it. It's only it's you know it's only March. It's so only still March. come back. No, it's spring, and so I'm drinking a summery, springy, fun beer. Yeah. It is the Mill Street Brewery Lemon Tea Beer. Ooh. Ooh, it's a wheat beer with lemon and tea flavors. In fact, it has a blend of teas and lemon puree in it. It's lemon and tea a whole lot. It sure you does. Sure, it's lemon and tea. Lemon and tea. It has lemon puree, orange pico, earl grey. Tea. Tea and hops. Tea. Well, I mean, that's beer. That's beer. That's the beer part. So it's lemon tea beer. Lemon tea beer. Yeah. Good. It's a truly Canadian take on one of Europe's newest beer styles. Lemon tea beer. I guess. Europeans. Accurate? Lemon tea beer? There is a Mill Street brew pub in Calgary now. I've not been to it. No. Well, you should go. You should go with me. I will not get a beer. But you can have a burger. It's like when you invite me out to like the places that are like the big like brewery places, and they're, they're like, we have like we have fifty different beers you can try, and I'm like, I'll get water. And then I'm like, I will have all fifty. Drive me home, Kevin. I especially like when it goes around the circle and it's a bunch of people, and they're all like, oh, this beer, oh, this beer, and they're like, well, will you have one. I'm like, none of that. You're like, Pepsi, please. Bring me a Pepsi and a plain cheeseburger. And a kid's toy if you have one. <laughs> no vegetables, no sauces. And they never have kids' toys. No, I know. No, yeah. They should. I know. I see many kids come at on, breweries. Bre- come on, brew pubs. Get your kids' toys going. Come on. <laughs> Feels like a conflict. Do you want some uh, lemon tea beer? No, that lemon tea beer sounds like it's very lemon tea, and I think you should have your own lemon tea beer. Also, Kevin doesn't like tea. Or beer. Yeah, I'm not yeah, not a fan of tea. Tea is tea is indeed just plant broth. I love broth. I'm plant broth. <laughs> so um, uh now we're gonna get now now we're gonna get a B storyline. I guess you know B storyline. I'm gonna say Cheryl's a C storyline. Yeah, it's a pretty tiny storyline. Yeah, this was also pretty tiny, but it's the B storyline. Hey guys, remember Josie? Yeah, remember Josie's mom and the sheriff? Remember how Josie's mom stopped being the mayor? Yeah. Because so, I don't. Yeah, so I guess the sh- wait. Then why was she meet? She because she said she was meeting the sheriff to put more I, she, 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 more she, security in the law firm, right? Because she's still a lawyer. Yes, I also forgot she was a lawyer until right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know she was a lawyer. I think it came up before. Did That's it? how she became the mayor. I mean, I guess that would make sense. Anyway, anyway, they're not really putting security no, on. V- they're very, just flirting, flirt, flirty, flirting. Very clearly not. They're just standing in the middle of a hallway. <laughs> Just, you know, talking close. And Josie does not like it. And so we learned some stuff here. Josie knows about, presumably... Her mom told her before her mom stepped down as the mayor. Yeah. To explain why she was doing it. Yes. And I guess that was just last episode. Maybe the one before that. Oh, man. But either way, it, you know what? I would have liked to have a scene <laughs> yeah. where Josie's mom had to explain to Josie what she was doing. No. And that would have been interesting and helped Josie be a main character. No. Instead, Josie ex- tells us about how she knows. And then we learn in the same scene that also her dad knows. Yes, because the mayor has asked for a divorce. Yes. And then Josie's like, what? Are you going to be with Sheriff Keller? Has he told his wife? Blah, 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 blah. And the mayor is like, he hasn't told his wife yet. We have to live with this truth. And I'm like, hey, Mayor McCoy, maybe instead of throwing this all on your affair, you should be like, 
my marriage is very bad. Your dad is a bit of a jerk. And yeah. he's never in town. Yeah, we saw that. The dad is never in town, and he's a real big jerk. It's pretty just Josie. Yeah. Yeah. He's very mean to Josie, and he makes the mom mean to Josie. Yeah. But, but, what, but, you know, she's a kid. It, it, once again, this is the problem is when you have a, when you have a um a storyline that makes much more sense when they're acting like kids versus a storyline where if you think of them as kids is dumb mm-hmm. and you and put that in the same, same episode, episode it's too it's too much it's too much the parents never talk to the kids like they're kids <laughs> except for Luke Perry Andrews who is the best TV dad ever yeah um but so yeah so the mayor is like all right so yeah so don't know and Kevin doesn't know. <laughs> I think she literally says her, don't tell anyone. And I'm like, oh, man. Shouldn't tell your teenager secrets. Josie's totally going to tell him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But first, we have a scene, and it's a very boring scene. Yeah. Ar- Archie, well, you know what? Actually, let's not It's talk not about a boring scene. Let's, it's just disappointing. Let's not talk about this scene. Let's talk about what we were doing. So this scene was going on. It's Archie and Jughead. They're in the foggy woods because they don't want to stay in the house, I guess. I guess. Eating, drinking out of a canteen? I think they're on a hike. Yeah. Um, and they're talking. They mention about how Betty and Veronica kiss. Jug, Jughead's great in the scene. He's very meta. He's like, yep. I don't know why. Betty tried to explain it to me, and I still don't know why. We agree. We don't know why, Jughead. But the important part. Is that Kevin and I spent this entire scene screaming kiss. Now kiss each other. At the screen. Now kiss each other. This has been, you set this up. Kiss each other. Now is the time to do it. Kiss each other. They set up so many dominoes in this episode and they didn't push them over. <laughs> and like the music is swelling and it's like close up shots on their face. And like, it, like, like, and they, they like cut between them, like they intercut between them. And they're not physically close to each yeah. other, but. But the editing, like this is how you would cut a love scene. And I'm like, kiss them on the mouth. <laughs> And they just, like, my heart now has blue ventricles <laughs> and they, because it just wanted the kiss. And they say things like, yeah, but we're best friends. Yeah, we are best friends. We're the best of friends. And I'm like, kiss him on the mouth. You don't have to do anything about it, but you're the only ones who have a kiss. Just, do, exactly it. Right. just do it. Just do it. I want this to be like, hey, you want to you wanna, you wanna, you wanna kiss each other? And they're like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And then they could kiss and they could be like. Nah. And then they should never tell anyone, <laughs> not Betty and Veronica, no one. It's, I want that storyline to die right there so that moment exists in time. It's a secret just for them. In pure crystallized, just like amber, is just this moment. Oh, but essentially. It, but it doesn't happen. The chips that are set up is everything's so tenuous. They're walking on a wire. There are powder keg that could explode at any moment. Yeah, Jughead's talking about this really nice, he's like, we're, like, like, I'm, like, you're my best friend, and I'm dating your best friend, and Veronica's there, too. And Veronica's Betty's best friend, so your girlfriend's best friend is your best friend who's dating your best friend. Yeah, this goes on this, and then eventually goes like, so we're just, like, a powder keg? And I'm like, that's not a good way of describing it. And then he, like, realizes it's not a good way of describing it. And then they don't kiss. And then they don't kiss. Uh, speaking of not kissing. Kevin's directing the school play. Yeah, and he wants to cast Josie. Anyway, don't forget about that. That doesn't matter. I care more about that than what happens. I feel like there's another episode where it's set up that he's directing the school play. He's directed the school play a couple of times, and he also directed the talent show. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like the school, like, I really hope there's an episode that comes up that he is directing the school play, and it's just been seeded throughout all these other ones. And then the opening night comes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that would be actually good. Anyway, he wants to cast Josie, but Josie has a different reason. Josie to... tells him about the affair. Yeah. Then he confronts his dad. Uh, wait, have Josie and Kevin ever talked before? 
Yeah, that's the silence of <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not friends. Did they all go to the club together with Veronica? No. Yeah. No, 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 Kevin didn't go. Kevin went and original Reggie went. Did Kevin and go? Josie and Veronica. Well, I guess, yeah, at that, at that time Veronica had stolen Kevin from Betty. Yeah, because Veronica needed her fabulous bestie and her gay best friend and I some miss arm Kevin candy. and Betty being best friends. They were actually good best friends. And now Betty's real sad. So sad. She needs a best friend. She needs Kevin. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then Kevin goes and yells at his dad. And the one thing that kind of bugged, two things bugged me about the scene where he yelled at his dad. One, he talks about how he worked so hard to be perfect for his dad and live up to his yeah. dad's expectations. And I thought he and his dad were chill now. Yeah, they are chill. After his dad was like, you can't go to the woods. It's very dangerous in the woods. Stop. There's a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, and then he was like, oh, yeah, my dad loves me. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is when he says, and you're sleeping with your boss. Like, and then Kevin and I had to pause the episode because the mayor is not the boss of the sheriff. Unless if the mayor is the boss of the sheriff. But, the sheriffs are elected, though. And isn't the police force supposed to be separate from the government yeah, is, because corruption? Yeah, isn't that the entire point? Is like So that way the sheriff could arrest the mayor if the mayor is corrupted. It's like how the president of the United States is not in charge of the FBI. They're two which different is something bodies. That, which is something that some people are learning. <laughs> some people, including the president. <laughs> and our prime minister is a little bit goofy, so... It's true. Yeah. He's not in charge of anything, including our country. I mean, it's the... Pr- yeah, look, for Canadians, Prime Minister is just the Prime Minister. He's... There, I know you think he's in charge of everything. There's other ministers. Yeah. He just nego- He just talks to the other ministers. He's the head minister. He's the head minister. He's the Prime Minister. He has no... He cannot make sweeping declarations yeah. that change the... He's, he is not the president. Yeah, it's different. Canadians. Canadians think we're Americans. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> true. I and so in defense of the sheriff for a little bit, I can see why he didn't wouldn't want to just send his wife, who is you know in Iraq, Iraq, a letter being like, so by the way, I want a divorce, and I've been sleeping with the mayor. Yeah, I can see why he would. I I I, I, I I'm not saying that he's like done good. Because he probably shouldn't have been sleeping with the mayor. But I understand these adult relationships are very fraught and very complicated. Yeah. yeah. Like, Kevin. <laughs> Josie. Yeah. But it's fine because they're teenagers. Exactly. Me- meanwhile, with not teenagers, <laughs> um, Benny and Veronica go to town. Oh, and so this is confirmed for us, which I think was maybe confirmed before. Definitely the first time the Betty and Jughead had, had sex was at the confirmation. Yes, so Which I guess was they, unclear during the episode, but I think maybe they cleared it up in the next episode. So I guess they just got real close the that last other time? time that was after prom or something. I mean, I guess I just didn't. Well, was that in, maybe something that was interrupted that they were going to have sex, and then they were interrupted by Jughead getting a, a coat. I feel like we've had this discussion before. We did, yeah. Way to go, show. All right. Uh, then Veronica flirts with the shop boy. Yeah. His name is Cassidy. Yeah. And because they gave him a name, you know he's important. Mm, yeah, and also because they gave him lingering shots. And he has a weird New England accent that no one else has. Yeah. Are they trying to show that this is the boonies, but they didn't want to use, like, an Appalachian accent because that could be deemed offensive? So they were like, give him a New England accent. Hey, yo, just talk a little bit off. Just a little bit different. Just do not an accent and just talk off. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not a sad accent. Anyway, uh, and Veronica tells him that, like, her parents are back in, no, not New York, even though she hasn't, oh, no, wait, it's only been, like, six months. Yeah, she's still not used to Riverdale. Okay, no, that's fine then. That's fine then. It's, it's been so long for us. So long. So many years. Um, But, yeah, she says, no, we're just out here. My parents are back home. Way to go. Way to tell people you're alone in a house, dummy. Yeah, Veronica's real bad. Uh, then Jughead gets a phone call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, first, um, they go back to the house. It's just a little scene where Veronica's like, stop talking to my dad and only talk to me. (laughs) And Archie's like, better work for your dad. Okay. (laughs) She's like, I'm not mad at you, but I am. You don't want Archie to be like, you you realize we're in the mafia, right? Sometimes they give me mafia instructions. Do you not know that I'm in the mafia, too? Because I know you're in the mafia. I think... (laughs) Also, I thought your mom was in charge because she was the one who apparently set up this test for me. But I guess, like, I thought we were going to get this weird. I, I'm, I I'm so confused by this whole lodge situation. Anyway. Anyway, you're right, Kevin. Jughead gets a phone call and his dad is drunk and happy. Yeah, and they're all in it. And every single servant's in this trailer. Because uh, Hiram. Remember, I don't think they're actually the servants. I think they're just the people from. From the trailer park. Trailer park. Many of whom are serpents. Yeah. But. Yeah. And Hiram. No. <laughs> Uh, FP is thrilled because Hiram bought the trailer park and forgave their back rent. Yeah. And I need to, like, continue <laughs> to reinstate. Yeah. They didn't pay rent. That's why they're getting evicted. Yes. And I understand the pressures of living in low-income housing. However, However. This is just like the plot of Rent the Musical. When you don't do the thing you're supposed to do, yes. you can lose the thing. Yes, and they didn't even talk about it like we had a deal with the owner that that like we had this other way of doing it. Like, yeah, sure, we weren't paying the full rent. We had this other thing. They were just saying that like, no, we weren't paying rent. And now we're surprised that we're getting <laughs> evicted. Yeah. So instead, Hiram apparently bought the trailer park and paid all their rent, and Jughead is infuriated. Because it's just, he's buying up the south side piece by piece. Remember, Jughead is getting gaslit here. He's like, yeah. no, no, he's doing something. He's clearly doing something. He's and doing it to me. And Jennifer, I'm also like, I mean, he is doing something. Yeah, we don't know what the something is. Yeah, we have no idea what it is. And all his friends are like, but this is a good thing, right? You guess, He's not evicting you. you got to stay in your house. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, he's not evicting you. You are staying in your house. What is his plan? Is his plan to evict them later? Why do you want to kick them out? Is it just a goodwill gesture and now he's... Yeah, what, what is he doing? What is he doing? I feel like his plan was to get the mayor to seem like a bad guy so then he could swoop in and be a good guy. Then he has the south side on his side so when he builds his mega shopping complex... Here's what bugs me. I'm 100% sure this is just going to end with him being like, I built a big thing. <laughs> what could the thing possibly be? Yeah, this is a very small town. Because he's buying up all this land. And what, is there oil underneath it? D- did he hide his diamonds there years ago? Is he buying up the maple syrup land? Is it where, is it where, oh man, I was at One-Eye Moody. And that's not the character from Goonies. What's the pirate from Goonies? Oh, it's been a long time it's since one-eyed I one-eyed something. Yeah, Mooney is from Harry Potter. Yeah, and it's also, um... It's been a long yeah. time since I anyway, saw Goonies. Anyway, Goonies reference. Insert. Insert. Anyway, Hiram's plot is going to be dumb, and all he's going to do is build a mega complex, and then rich people are going to move to Riverdale, and everyone's going to be really upset that the rich people are there, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, then we go through a, a, a number of scenes here that all lead up to one thing. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin is alone. 
Yes. Yeah. And then Midge is very sad that he's alone. And we're still not sure. Exactly what she knows. If she, because she, like. We don't think she knows that Kevin and Moose have been hooking up. I don't know if she knows that Moose is bisexual. But she really wants Kevin to have a boyfriend. Well, she does that thing where like, they talk about like fangs. And, and, yeah. and Moose goes like, well, fangs is like hot. And she goes, oh, you big lug. How would you know? And then there's an awkward moment. So I'm like, does she know? But it could also be a thing where she's just like ribbing him for his taste in guys. And he doesn't give her the reaction that. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. You're saying something different. Well, no. Yeah. He, she ri- she ribs him about yeah. his taste in guys. Yeah. But he actually loves Kevin. So yeah. then because Kevin's there. Like, me, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on in this scene. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot It's a lot of dumb innuendo that I'm not getting. But Midge is adorable. Yes. Now, Josie... Yeah, it's nice seeing her when she's not being shot immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Buying drugs or getting shot. Now, Josie has a scene with her mom where her yeah. mom's like, stop being a cruel person. <laughs> and Josie's like, I'm 16. And her mom's like, I know. <laughs> Try to overcome it. <laughs> the... You, this is so bad for them. And this is the only time I ever heard the, the, the mayor say anything. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the mayor was like, you know you destroyed their lives, right? Yeah. We could have done this in a good way. And, and you did it. Like, oh. I didn't mean to hurt them. And I'm like, then what, were, what did you mean to do? <laughs> what, was it, what did you think was going to happen? Because I don't think she did it out of altruism. She did it to spite her mom. I don't think she was trying. I think she wasn't thinking that other people have feelings. <laughs> oh, no. Josie, you've been spending too much time with Cheryl and or Veronica. Exactly. Just spend more time with Mel. Man, I miss, I would say Melody. I do miss Melody. I also miss Valerie. God, remember when Valerie and Archie dated and it was so good? I miss the pussycats. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have a silent scene where Cheryl watches her mom prostitute and she's very sad. Yeah. And I was mostly just confused by the fact that, like, once again, why is she bringing them to her house? That seems like the worst thing. Like, what's yeah. bad for a prostitute to do? Yeah. Don't let them know where you live, dummy. Go to a hotel. You have the Pembroke. And that would have set up such sweet, like, drama. I know. People passing each other in the hallways. And there's the lodges and the Blossom. And she's like, oh, no, the lodges saw me. They know I'm a prostitute. Drama. <laughs> it could also help us understand what the Pembroke is. Yeah, that would be nice to know. Yeah. I I, I, I don't – I think they they don't want to give Miss Blossom any sort of, like – Redeeming qualities at all? Yeah. Because, because they wanted – because they decided, like, all right, Miss Cooper is insane – but let's try to redeem her. Also doesn't appear in this episode. No. No. Um, not, the only mums that do are McCoy and Miss Blossom. And McCoy is like... And Luke Perry doesn't appear. No Luke Perry. Not a lot of parents in this episode. No. It's Hiram, McCoy, Sheriff Keller. That's probably why McCoy Blossom. is so good in this episode, because there's no good parents to compare <laughs> her to. Yeah, that's true. OFP's in this episode, too. Oh, right, yeah. He has his moments. Yeah. I mean, like, in this episode. It's not yeah. very long. Uh, anyway, Cheryl looks down upon the John that's arriving. and She's is... sad. Yeah. And then we find out this is a Love, Simon crossover episode. Yeah. Like, okay, not a crossover, cross-promotional Yeah, episode. they're seeing a real movie, and it's Love, Simon. Like, a movie that's out right now. Yeah, you could go see Love, Simon right now. It's not a made-up movie. It's not, like, an old movie that everyone's inexplicably obsessed with. Like, it's a real movie right now. I'm wondering if... Because here's the thing. They would have had to plan the hiatus around that. Yeah. I wonder if that's why the hiatus... Because the hi- they could have come back last week. Yeah. Like, the Olympics were done last yeah, week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm, that's why I was confused why they were gone for so long. So, you, I think they pushed back so they could line it up with Love, Simon. Yeah. 
Wow. They actually show a clip. Yeah, we see a part of Love, Simon. There's there's posters everywhere, and they talk about the movie. Like, the movie is an important part, part of, of this. Part of this episode. Which, you know what? This is all kind of cool. Yeah. Looking like, at it from, like, a promotional, yeah. like, world change. Yeah, because I've been hearing a lot about Love, Simon. Yeah. When I say world changing, I don't mean it's changing the world. I mean the world of um, how TV and, mo- yeah. and film work is changing. Yeah. Well, because usually if someone's seeing a movie, it's like... Uh, we made up a movie for them to see. Yeah, or, or it's like, or we're it's, seeing <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, or they're seeing, like, we're seeing Battleship Potemkin. <laughs> All right, that's just playing at your neighborhood cinema. Sure. Sure, why not? Um, um, so everyone who is not out of the Lodge Lodge is, there, is at Love, Simon. Which includes, uh, so Kevin's there, yep. and he meets Josie there, who and I guess was just off sad, and then was like... And was like, hey, Kevin, maybe I'm not a jerk anymore. You want to see a movie together? Maybe we can make life better. Yeah. So they hang out. And you know Moose and Midge are there. Yeah. I I like Josie and Kevin being friends. Me Cause, too. Because, <laughs> I mean, maybe if Josie hangs out with Kevin, she'll be more of a main character. Because Kevin certainly is. It's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Tony... No. Yeah, Cheryl's there being Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl decides she doesn't want to be in her... What's she call it? Den of Lust or something? bordello of lust i don't know she she does not want to be in her house with the the sex happening fair fair and tony's like yeah i was supposed to come with fangs but he fangs is going to become a main character right like they have name dropped him a lot for paris he's he's coming back he's going to at least be a supporting character yeah like they're preparing us for fangs i think i think kevin will go out with fangs i don't think they will date that's fair yes i think he will do it because he misses moose yes yeah um, so anyway, Tony was supposed to see the movie with Fangs. Fangs canceled. Now she and Cheryl are going to hang. Yay. 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 I, I said this to Aaron. I'm like, I find it hard. Something like, like I'm happy that good things happen to Cheryl because a lot of bad things happen to Cheryl. But Cheryl's also just like sometimes the worst person imaginable. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be on her side. And I get, and like we learn a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, she had a very, very bad childhood. And a very bad current life. Yeah. There's something that's <laughs> so scrubs. Um, had Jordan as a character, and yeah. they had this one episode where her joke was that whenever she would say anything mean, she'd be like, "I had a bad child." Or no, my parents were mean to me, and everyone would go, <laughs> "Oh no, that's fine." And like she'd do like terrible things, and it just reminded me of this idea that's like, "Look, you can have bad childhoods, and that sucks, obviously, but it's not an excuse for being a horrible human being yeah. in the present." You can have a bad childhood and still be a good person. Yes, yes. So <laughs> Cheryl, be a better person, and I think that's her arc. I think so, too, and I think Tony's going to take her there. Yeah. Anyway, then they watch Love, Simon, and we see a scene from it. And that's cool. That's cool. And Cheryl cries. Yes. I have not seen Love, Simon. I've seen a lot of scenes from it. Every single scene I've seen is is Simon coming out to someone else. So I do not know if the movie is just a sequence of Simon, I assume it's Simon, coming out to a series of people. No, so what he wants is he thinks it's unfit. Well, this is not what the movie is about, but <laughs> the one commercial I saw. I had a breakdown of Love, he Simon. He thinks it's unfair that you have to come out as gay. Because uh, why does everyone just assume that yeah. everyone's straight? So then all his friends come out to their families as straight. Uh, so I think... It is just a series of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't... Obvi- also, he falls in love with someone. Okay. I mean, it's called a rom-com. He writes which, letters. Which, uh, to be fair, could just be because they're like, well, we don't know what call- it's called a rom-com. Kevin, I think we have to go see Love, Simon. No, oh, maybe. Uh, so back at the Lodge Lodge. Yes. The kids are playing Monopoly and drinking red wine. Yes. And then another, because this entire episode is just calls. Betty gets a phone call. 
from her mom. The kids gossip about how Chick is real creepy. Yeah. And then we learn <laughs> that apparently Lodge has been busy while he's been meeting with the New York families. And he bought the register. Which confused us. Because I'm like, <laughs> you can't just buy things. <laughs> yeah, you can't just go around and, like, surprise snap things up. I buy that now. Hold up, buy that now. Now we learn eventually, like, they drop it. So we're like, oh, Hal sold it to him. Yes. Which rose more questions because I thought that Alice owned, owned at least part of it. Yeah. So did he buy all of it? Did he just buy Alice's part? Also, or no, Hal's part? Hal's part. Also, the kids are much more upset than we are because I'm. At no point did anyone say he bought the register. Okay, Jughead's upset because freedom of the press. Yeah. Jughead's a crazy person. Yes. Not related. Yeah. Um, but at no point did anyone say he bought the register and now Alice is out of a job. No, I mean, Betty's upset that he bought it, I guess. I guess. How well do you think that paper was doing? Not great. Everyone was listening to the stories of Jughead. At the school paper. The register had two employees. And let's be clear, the registrar was not their main focus. At all. How many times have we actually seen them work for the registrar? They only do spite pieces. I was going to say, there was the one time that uh, Hal was living at the register. Yeah, not working, though. Just living there. And, like, Jughead's like, well, now Alice can't go after Hiram. And I was like, when did Alice ever write anything against Hiram Lodge? And, like, yeah, I understand there's like, well, now he owns it and he can control it. I'm like, Alice would not be controlled by that. Let's be clear. We know <laughs> Alice Cooper. Remember when she just prints things without asking anyone? Yeah. Like the letter <laughs> from the Black Hood? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're very, very upset and they're angry and they shout at each other. And then... The kids from the town break in! Yeah, glass breaks and then people come in with axes and bats. And it's very clearly the kids from town. It's very obviously... Yeah, and then they start shouting stuff about how it's like, you can go around flashing your cash. And, and, uh, I didn't think Veronica was buying that much stuff. She wasn't really. No, she bought a candle and a jar of honey. And then she asked if she could buy some scones. And they didn't have them because they only get them in the summer. And then she said, oh yeah, we usually come in the summer. Yeah. Oh, my parents are in New York. I mean, Riverdale. And then I guess all these teenagers decide, yeah, let's go rob this. Ha- let's go rob these teenagers. Which is super dumb. I guess specifically they want to rob Veronica but how much money do you think Veronica's carrying like with her? Like $300. Yeah, like at most $300. And they'll probably get her credit card, but what are they going to do with that? As soon as they leave the house... <laughs> She's going to be like, hey, my credit card was stolen. Yeah. Hey, these hoodlums broke in. Yeah. Stole the credit card. Like, this is a dumb gamble. Yeah. And then Veronica is also a really bad hostage because she tells him she knows who he is. Yeah. She tells the guy with a mask on his face and weapons, I know who you are, so I'm going to tell everyone. And I'm like... No! Keep that to yourself, dummy. You don't... What? Wait until he's gone, then tell the police. Because <laughs> that, that's like the entire thing you always see in movies where it's like, well, but he saw my face, so I had to kill him. Veronica's never seen a movie. Anyway, she presses a silent alarm button, which, okay, I guess Great. that's there. Yep, sure, that's a thing. Uh, and then they go back down, and then we learn that I guess this guy just wanted to kill them? No, he's not going to kill them. He's going to mess up the house. Oh, no. He was going to hit them with a baseball bat. I thought he was going to hit the house with a baseball no, bat. No, he's going to cover it in blood. He said blood? He said... He He, he said, ha- this is a nice house, he, so I'm going to have to mess it up so much. No, he... 100% he was going to hit them with a... Ba- he was going to kill them with a baseball bat. Because he put them on their knees, I, and then he stood, stood, stood in front of them with a baseball bat, and right before, like, anything was going to happen, he, like, he was going to beat them to death with baseball bats. So, the show was unclear. 
I guess. Because I 100% thought that he was just going to make them watch while he destroyed the house. No, because, like, I don't feel like that is as... Because they were already fine with everything going down. Because Archie's entire, like, the arc they were going is that he was seeing the Black Hood. Which, which I think, was supposed to, in your head, make you, like, correlate, like, murders going to happen. And... He was... Maybe not beating the death. He was at least going to beat them up with a baseball bat. I really didn't think he was going to attack them. I really thought he was going to destroy the house. Well, like, I don't care if they're going to destroy the house. I felt like the stakes in this episode weren't nearly high enough. Well, no, that's, that's the problem. Is, like, I don't understand why he, why he would do that. But, like, that's the only thing I could... And I felt like one of the other kids had a baseball bat with, like, chains on it or something. One of them had, an, had a fire axe. Yeah. So, I think I would have understood the threat better if he had the axe instead of the baseball Here's bat. The, I think... I think here's the problem with the show want to do. They wanted to have, they wanted to be like, oh man, these kids are going to die. Because it, it was supposed to escalate up to the point where it's like, okay, um, the, they get the phone call, thank God their lives are saved. Not thank God their possessions are saved. See, I never thought their lives were in danger. I thought Archie was just having PTSD and it was actually <laughs> trying to suggest to us that Archie was going to react too big. No, I think their lives are in danger. But I don't think they want him to have the fire axe because, once again, these are still teenagers and the show is like, oh, hold on. Not that far. Yeah, they didn't do it great. Like, I, hey, let us know out there. I 100% thought these crazy, weird guys were going to kill them for, I guess, bringing rich and bringing bringing economic input to their town. See, that's why I thought he was just going to lash out and wreck the house. Nah, he was going to kill them. Anyway, what happens is the phone rings, and then Veronica explains that it was the, that, like, the security team was going to come in 30 seconds, which has to be a lie. Well, maybe not, because remember before when Jughead was like, there's no, po- there's no post boxes, there's no house numbers. Maybe there are guards just, like, stationed along the entire community. But then why would they need Andre? Andre is the wet man. Anyway. Also, I think the show has not set up for us well exactly how rich veronica is because i don't think we realize how rich she is i mean i was also part of the mafia so like whatever um, she's rich but I she, think... she also explains that people who live in the surrounding areas are like you know real estate and entertainment and she literally name drops everything with corruption in it yeah it's... <laughs> come on show um but yeah so the phone rings the guy the the, the the three of them leave but the last guy decides to steal veronica's necklace and that means Archie Robo runs. Yeah, then Archie runs after him. And of course he catches him. Because it's the necklace that Archie gave to Veronica. Mm-hmm. The locket. Yeah. Uh, he tackles him down, pulls off his mask so he knows he sees his face. And then he's going to Robo punch him. Yeah. But then Andre came. Because of course he didn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> he's hanging out in the woods. Yeah, in the fog. Yo, I should tell you guys we're playing Monopoly. So don't worry, guys. Andre will do the killing so his best friend doesn't have to take that upon himself. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I'm doing this for you, my best friend. You don't have to kill, buddy. I will. <laughs> you, you don't need that on your conscience. You go walk 12 feet away, then I'll shoot this boy in the head. Doesn't even bring him someplace else. Like, like, like he is surrounded. He knows where he is. Is this ever going to come up again? So Maybe. He, I mean, I think it will. I think it's, it's going to weigh on Archie. I think I think he's also upset that he didn't kill that boy now. <laughs> he's very upset he didn't kill that I boy. I wish I killed that boy instead of Andre. The the thing that bugs me about this, okay, so Veronica pressed the silent alarm. Yeah. Which called the security team. Mm-hmm. Is Andre the security team? No. So there's another security team. Yes. And Andre just murdered that boy. Yes. 
With the security team on the way. Yes. Andre is there because they knew the security team wouldn't do a murder. And sometimes when you're in the mafia, you have to do a murder. <laughs> Veronica thinks they will. <laughs> Veronica does. She thinks they're going to come in with guns blazing. I know. They were just going to be like, excuse me. We would like to handcuff you now. <laughs> they're going to shoot those kids. We're going to call your grandparents. I, I, I don't mean the, the bad kids. I mean, they're going to shoot, like, the the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, man. Like, we're running. Like, we really need to wrap this up. But I just want us to spend one minute on these these dumb kids they robbed the house because yeah. they knew someone was there which is makes no sense which is dumb because you think they go up there sometime when no one's there and steal all the expensive yeah. things and sell them on ebay yeah. so going back around to the thing that we're talking about that's why i think that they were going to murder them well he was going to murder them i thought they just wanted to scare them Okay, the problem was there wasn't enough tension earlier. There wasn't enough scenes of them, like, in town interacting with people. They're just – it didn't get there for me. Yeah. I didn't feel scared. I was at no point scared for their lives. Well, I mean, I wasn't either because it's Riverdale. Yeah, but usually, you know, at least with the Black Hood, you get, like, some tension. But, yeah, Aaron, it was done real badly. That's what I'm saying. So I don't – I – whether or not they wanted it to be that he was going to murder them. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel that, and they didn't make me believe it. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. I did not believe it. That's just what I thought the show was trying to do. I'm like, uh, the, the, the show wants us to think this is a, uh, they uh, they watched The Walking Dead, I see. Well, certainly, now that you've said that, I comprehend it. Yeah. But watching it, at no point did that cross my mind. No, no, so it's bad. So they did it bad. It's bad. That's all uh, I'm saying. We get a few uh, uh, wrap-up scenes. Uh, Cheryl comes out, I guess, to Tony. They have a PSA where they talk about how Cheryl's spectacular yeah uh <laughs> and it's okay to be gay yeah well because because cheryl uh had a she was talking about how she loves someone and tony's like yeah your incest brother she's like no not not the no not that that wasn't a thing uh but no she actually had like a girlfriend in middle school and her mom is the, the worst op- the opposite of love simon yep she Thinks that Cheryl's a deviant. Mm, yes, which, which which I mean, I would believe that her mother would say that absolutely. Yeah. you know what? Her mother would have called her a deviant if she had a boyfriend. <laughs> her mother would call call her a deviant if she had a dildo. Her mom would call her a deviant if she read like a romance novel. <laughs> her mom would call her a deviant if she ate her cereal without any milk in it. Her uh, mom. Her mom's bad. Her mom's bad. She's bad. Um, but Cheryl comes out to Tony. Tony holds Cheryl's hands. It's very nice. Very sweet. Very sweet. Um. Uh, Josie and Kevin want to have an adult conversation with their parents about how incest, but how affairs are hard. But they're yeah. all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, the the kids call a meeting, which is once again weird. And everyone likes it. Uh, this oh, by the way, this is all in Pop Tates. Yeah, uh, also in Pop Tates is uh, the four of them. The four of them because they can't be in the woods anymore. Yeah, they're unwinding. Uh, we we learned that <laughs> the the what story was passed around is that the. Guy got away, and Archie's like, "Yeah, he super got away. Super got away. Let's all hold hands now." <laughs> yeah, Archie holds Veronica's hand, and then without prompting, Betty and Jughead reach ac- like awkwardly across the table. Like Betty and Jug, Betty and oh, sorry, Veronica and Archie were not planning on this, <laughs> but Betty and Jughead were like, "And us too. We're all in this together. Mm. Let's sing some High School Musical." Uh, then Archie does a talk with Hiram, where Hiram's like. Sometimes you gotta murder people. And then Archie's like, I regret not doing a murder. <laughs> I regret so many murders. I could have murdered so many people. Why didn't I do the murders? And then Betty goes home to a creepy house. And Jughead tells Betty that ch- Chick is creepy. <laughs> hey, Betty, you know that Chick is creepy? 
she's like, yes! I've been telling everyone that. I told you this earlier. I know he's creepy. I just, I was the one who introduced the idea to you. Now give me advice. And he's just like, I'm gonna go. Not all home invasions are fast. And she's like, no, I'm in this house. Uh, and the fireplace is going. And <laughs> and the, the scene is shot from up the stairs. And you know that at the beginning of the next episode, we'll find out Chick was watching. <laughs> he was watching the whole time. All right, Aaron. Yeah. So throughout that episode... Find yourself a CW moment. Did I find a CW moment? A moment that existed only for drama and not for logic. Why, in fact, I surely did. You did. What was the, uh, what was that moment? It was the moment when Betty got the phone call that the register had been sold. <laughs> slash bought. I mean, that's a plot point. Yeah, but it's a dumb plot point, and it only existed because they need something set off their yelling powder keg. Yeah, yeah, it I guess. It only existed to prove Jughead's powder keg metaphor. Correct. Which was set up in the same episode. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe this will come to more later, but is dumb. Yeah. Hiram can't just buy things. That can't be a plot point. <laughs> I go for the next episode where it's like, Hiram bought a car. <laughs> oh, he's buying cars now? <laughs> Finally just starts buying people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> Hiram bought my house. What? How? He just bought the house. Hiram bought the bank. I was buying street corners now. <laughs> Hiram bought this bench. Now just, I can't sit on this bench. He's just putting signs on them that say Hiram! Exclamation mark. <laughs> so dumb. Kevin, did you have a CW moment? Um, it's real unfortunate that we had to talk about this because my CW moment was the fact that those kids were going to kill. <laughs> like, I, my agreement was that, like, yeah, it didn't have to escalate up to that point. It just really felt like they're, like the show was like, yeah, man, these guys are going to beat them to death. And I'm like... Why? Why Why would that be the thing that they would do? I agree. Why? Why? Why, Riverdale? Like, it's, it feels like they needed to escalate the scene to a point where Archie would go running after him. But... I think stealing the necklace would have been enough for Archie. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't think they had to do the part where, where like, you know, he's threatening them with a bat. Because yeah, Archie has so much t- PTSD that has never yeah. been addressed. Like, he could have just taken, taken the, the necklace and be like, now I have the necklace and you're $300 and this was... We we each get $75! You know what actually would have been fine? Yeah. So he is like, get down, get down. He has the baseball bat. Yeah. He smashes, like, a mirror or a vase or something. Yeah. The glass flies everywhere. It cuts Betty's face. Um, <laughs> he steals Veronica's necklace. Like, all of that would have yeah. escalated enough that I highly believe that Archie would have gone running. Yeah. And there wouldn't have been the dumbness of... He's this, this random boy is going to murder this rich people because he doesn't like rich people. The murder Do- that I didn't notice was a murder. You know, you know the thing is about that... And we really do need to wrap up. But you know the, the thing about that? Um, that doesn't make any sense because that, like, they, they're literally bringing money into that town. Yeah. Like, like, and we don't see that they seem, like, the rich people seem particularly mean. Yeah, maybe if we had met some other rich people. Yeah, who are being, like, jerks to them. Yeah. Like, maybe all, that would have done it. But, and all the guy ever says is flashing your cash. So he's upset that they have more money. But, I mean, I guess, once again, he's a kid I get. I don't know how old he is. Let's be clear. Yeah. I assume that he's about their age because. And he talks to his grandma and. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird motivation for them to have 
just randomly like considering how most of this episode is about how hey rich people are really mean to poor people to be yeah. like oh man look at these they're so angry at them because they're rich yeah He's- we needed more showing of the tensions yeah between the yeah. town and the people who are buying stuff in the like he literally she literally bought stuff like apparently they're constantly buying yeah. stuff from that and she asked to buy more things and she talked about how nice all their things were yeah like that store's in business because of and now it's not because that kid's dead well, I mean, his grandma can still do it. Yeah. He's just a shopkeeper. Oh, she's, ve- she's very old, Aaron. <laughs> she's very old. Very, very sad. Old. And she makes those scones, but that's yeah. all she does. Everyone's sad. Yeah. Anyway, that town's going to fall down the gutter. So here, guys. Hiram's going to buy the town. Hiram <laughs> <laughs> just bought a town. Hiram bought a town. So, uh. <laughs> There's the title of the episode right at the end. Hiram bought a town. Insert some witty banter here, but yeah. we got to go. Yeah. If you like that, uh. You know, like us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you uh, you know, find your podcast. Leave us a review, subscription. Follow, follow us on some social media. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on email at Gmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gmail is Podcast MOA at Gmail dot, you know. Yeah, it's all Podcast it's all MOA. Podcast MOA. What is Chick up to? Are Tony and Cheryl now a thing? What will Hiram buy next? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. Mm-hmm.